This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. And I'm Jeff Bailey, owner of Spring Dance Hot Tubs in Philadelphia. Welcome to a special edition of the Spa Retailer Podcast. It is a recast of a webinar that we did yesterday, Thursday, April 9th. You may remember Steve Behrens from Clear Comfort, who we had on a few episodes ago. I teamed up with him to do this free web- webinar for hot tub retailers about selling spas in the time of COVID. I'll put the link in our show notes, but you can also see the video of this presentation where we do some audience polls, discussion, as well as some slides and all of that. So that may be the best way to take all of this in, but I wanted to get it out as quickly as possible. Normally we try to stick to a schedule of every other Wednesday for the podcast, but we're going to put out some episodes in quick succession, as I know all of you are really looking for information and guidance right now. Hopefully there are some good tips for you in this one. Uh, Let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. Okay, everyone. It looks like we're ready to get started. First of all, I want to thank you all for coming to our webinar, the social distance dance sales in the times of COVID. Um, I'm going to hand it off to our speakers for them to introduce themselves and get us started. Thanks, Gabby. This is Steve uh, Behrens, and I want to thank uh, all of you for joining us, but also want to thank Megan Kendrick for um, doing a collaboration on this. And um, one of the good news pieces of this, this will now be available as a spa retailer podcast. So Megan, thank you. And I thought you might want to introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, Yeah, I'm Megan Kendrick, the editor and publisher of Spa Retailer and co-host of the Spa Retailer podcast. And like Steve said, we'll broadcast this on the podcast later and we'll put the video up on our website so more people can take advantage of it. But yeah, thanks thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Megan. And we want to make this a bit more interactive. We've done one session like this last week. Uh, it was very popular, so we decided to bring it back. Um, and uh, we thought it would be more interesting to have someone with Megan's background and uh, really reach into the spa space, be able to also comment on these items. Uh, so uh, thankfully for all of you guys, I'll be doing less talking, and uh, Megan will be doing more. Um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're appreciate uh uh, you all being here, but we also wanted to take the time um, when you see the spot retailer podcast logo pop up at the end of that, we're going to do a, uh, a poll and we'll do a poll to, so that we can share that with you guys who are on the phone and see what each other is thinking as well. Uh, so kind of a, a live uh, survey so that you can participate, but also get a, a sense of what other people are doing uh, in this time and really hopefully uh, provide a service in that way. Um, and the first thing I wanted to, to kind of note on um, is the the fact that social distancing is this term that um, probably meant something different uh, a month ago or two months ago. Um, now it's all about this. Uh, it's all about us staying a bit away from each other. Um, one of the things that we've noticed is uh, this used to be what an Apple store looked like if you tried to get into one two months ago. Um, it was very much like that for the one I tried to get into today. Obviously, it's very, very different. Um, Target stores the same way. Target stores have gone from being things like this to almost entirely drive up and um, and walk and have somebody deliver things to your to your car. This is an interesting picture because I only bring it up. It's a picture taken as a drive-by family portrait. Uh, So in the times of people uh, under a stay-at-home order, uh, this was in Lakeland, uh, Florida. The photographer, she decided to start to take pictures from the street and sell those. So another different way people are engaging with their customers and potential customers. And just conceptually, it's an interesting piece of, uh, of what's going on today and thought it was kind of an interesting way of looking at things. Uh, to know if photographers on the street taking this picture. The other thing that's different, uh, this is one of our uh, our Clear Comfort dealers, uh, Mountain Hot Tubs, and what they're doing is what many, many spa retailers are doing right now. They're taking uh, samples like this. Uh, they'll pick them up, 
they'll stay as far apart as possible. Um, probably now wearing masks. This was taken last week, so um, a little different then, but probably now wearing a mask as well and, um, and then delivering the chemicals they need uh, while the customer stays in their car and they feel safe and, uh, and secure. All these are different forms of engagement, and we're going to talk a lot about that today, and that might be one of the biggest topics is how we engage. And so I thought um, uh, we would uh, spend some time on that. Um, and, and I think, uh, Megan, when you're looking at this, I think that's a big piece of what you're seeing as well in our previous conversations. Yeah, it's interesting to see how hot sub retailers have changed their messaging and what they're doing differently now versus just even a couple weeks ago as far as trying to reach their customers and make them feel comfortable and give them opportunities to shop now. It's just a, it's a completely different landscape and it's um, it's pretty interesting the things that they're finding to do and the things that are that are working right now. Yeah, I think that the, the key point you hit on, we, we see this too, is this is changing by the minute people are are changing rapidly and yeah. um, couldn't agree more with, you know, two weeks ago, even two days ago, it's different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're seeing that as well. When we talk about families engaging in spas, um, this is what's happening in a lot of places right now. And we as an industry are trying to get people to think more about this. That's maybe a better way to spend the time you have together and so it's something that we want to talk about and how we get people to this point, how we help them understand what that means and what they can do about that. Uh, so our agenda that we're going to cover is we're going to go through some technologies, what things are available that will help you. We'll talk about some virtual selling, uh, go through building comfort and trust, how we do that with customers in this time. That's one of the biggest pieces we have to focus on, uh, protect, retain, and train the staff and talk about experience over features and um, maximizing each opportunity. So with that, uh, let's jump right into it. Um, we will have a poll at the end of this uh, page and Gabby will put that up at the right time. But the first thing that we realize is technology, just like we're doing here today, is helping us engage and helping drive revenue in the spa space. But it also do, does some other things for us and we'll kind of go through each one of these. Um, this was about a week ago, um, this information that I pulled off. Unicast does this. It's live. You're welcome to go to the uh, site you see up here, Unicast. It, um, it's a website that tracks mobile mileage driven based on GPS on phones. So not anyone's specific phone, but total miles driven. And the interesting part of this is you start to see they grade how well at this time how well these different areas were shut down and the reason I bring this up is it's not just important at the state level really draw, drilling into specific areas this is New Mexico where things are locked down where they're not and that tells you how we have to engage with customers if customers are still out and about they might come to the stores if they don't they're not going to come to those stores so uh, we've seen that and you know Megan I don't know if you've had comments to this effect too with with the spa dealers you're talking to. Yeah, well, I just think it's interesting um, just how every area is different and every area has responded differently. And so I think it's just something to keep in mind when you're talking to customers is, um, I think looking at this map will probably help gauge their, their level of fear. And so in some areas, yeah. people aren't as concerned and in other areas, people are, are really concerned. And so you just wanna be mindful when you're talking to customers um, that you have the right tone as far as where they may be at you know obviously i mean you know from talking to your staff and your family and your friends you you would know some people who are you know locked down not leaving the house and very afraid and then you have other people who aren't as worried about it and so i think this this resource in particular will kind of help you figure out you know if you're talking to somebody in this area they might be feeling this way if you're talking to someone in that area they may be feeling another way it kind of gives you a good overview of of where the anxiety levels may be at for a certain space all, all i know is i have eight people in my house and for whatever reason they're all anxious about me more than each other so it, it's basically me against seven in my house but um uh, this is not personal therapy, so we'll keep going. Um, you know, one of the things that they also measure here is 
how this tracks with new reported cases and change in mobility. And the good news is a lot of the news coming out this morning has been that it's actually working. Um, so it, it's giving us the 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 confidence to go forward, and I think that's different than when we did this even a week ago. A week ago, there was a lot more anxiety, and you know, and and I sense uh, people are giving more use to the quote-unquote new normal. Uh, and and my sense, new normal is change every day. Everyone's used to that. It's what what do we what do we do there? So. Studying this is really critical, and, and one of the things that um, is not only important for that is the other technology that people are highly engaged with, and spa dealers are very good at this. Um, but, you know, Megan, I thought maybe you'd want to comment a little bit on the social media space and how that's played out and what you see people doing. Yeah, well, it's interesting in, in both social media and even your email marketing is how much the open rates and the engagement have skyrocketed for people. I mean, I know that our email engage, our, I know that our social media engagement and our email blasts have gone way up and talking to retailers, they're saying the same thing. I mean, some open rates and click rates just really, really high. Um, you know, people are sitting at home in front of their computers and on their phones all day long, you know, when you don't have your boss looking over your shoulder and you're working from home, suddenly it's a lot easier to check Facebook and Instagram during the day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, where you used to see those peaks kind of before and after work, I think those have kind of leveled off now and we're just sort of all on all the time. Um, and so the so retailers... What you're saying you're saying is I should have had more of a, a authoritarian approach to people <laughs> using social media at work before. But. I mean, you could, you could try whatever, whatever your, yeah. whatever your vibe is, Steve, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, now is the time you really can, it's, it's hard to talk about taking advantage because, um, you know, it is a serious thing that we're dealing with, but at the same time, we're all trying to keep our doors open and stay in business. And so you need to look for those ways to find people where they're at. And this is definitely a way that you can, that you can do that. Um, I think the people that have, I've seen be the most successful are the ones who are um, as personal and genuine as possible. I think that we've seen people really trying to rally around small businesses and that is us. And so, you know, kind of, um, kind of, uh, you know, touching people at that, I think has been really effective for a lot of retailers. You know, we are, you know, one, we're here to help you. Uh, two, we understand what you're going through. Three, we're going through it too. And four, you know, help us keep our doors open for when this is all over so that we can continue to serve you. Those are the messages that seem to be really uh, effective right now. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I think the whole social space in general for us has been um, much more interactive now. Um, people are sharing because they, they are craving ways to share. The other piece we've seen in this with our team, with our customers' teams, is people are spending a lot more time. I mean, this is what we're doing now, but um, people are spending a lot more time on these little boxes. One person called it the Brady Bunch screen. Um, but people are, are talking to each other differently. And one of the things that is helpful is the whole idea of training people on these different technologies is really key. And we, we see you know, we, we do this every day. We're doing something to learn some new way of managing one of these tools. What are you hearing from folks out there? Yeah, I think that's, that's something that the more, the more you play with this stuff and the more you use it, the more you realize how important training is because there's nothing more um, awkward or unprofessional feeling than getting on a call with someone and spending the first uh, 20 minutes trying to figure out how to make everything work. <laughs> and that's definitely something you want to have your staff figure out before they get on, you know, a video conference with the customer. I mean, I'm not sure how many people are actually able to 
do those right now or how many people yeah. are actually engaging in customers or getting someone on like a video conference to help sell a hot tub. But when you do get them, you want that to feel as clean and polished as if they had walked into your store. I mean, and it's, it's a strange time. I think people are going to be pretty gracious in understanding that this is a weird new thing for you, but you still want to appear, appear that to be the expert and not the, not the other way around. <laughs> right. Right. I think I, I related this before on the story that we were talking with some folks about, I'm doing physical therapy for a knee, um, knee replacement surgery I had in January and it switched to telehealth. And the first time um, my therapist, very nice man, tried to do it using his phone, he was trying to show me different exercises. He didn't know quite where to put the phone. I'm on my fourth or fifth session now, and it's almost as good, quite frankly. You know, he can't see what type of flexibility I've got. It's a little harder, but um, he can see how things are going. And, and it took him a while to figure out how to do that. And I was one of the first people he did it with. And, um, and I think, you know, that, that's something to expect too. You're going to have to get better each time. Uh, you can't just be great at it right out of the gate. So, um, is it time for us to do a poll, Steve? Yes, it is. <laughs> Gabby, are, do you want to uh, take over the poll? Sure. Okay. So our first poll question is, has COVID-19 been affecting your sales? And before we launch that poll, I just want to remind everyone that the poll is completely anonymous. Anonymous, we can't see your answers or your name or anything like that. We can only see the count. So I'm going to launch that right now and give you guys. But we can tell how hard you click and press. So if you're oh, really yeah. <laughs> excited. Okay. So we're going to give you guys about 15 seconds to answer that. And I'll give you a heads up when we're at the five second mark. We could also just be kind and see when most of the people have done it. True. We can do that. We'll do that. <laughs> okay. I'll give everyone another couple seconds, seconds here. Okay. All right. And if you want to, uh, Gabby, go ahead and share that. So, it appears as though most people are, uh, they see their sales going down, and that's not a surprise. Uh, on the spa front, most people we've talked to have said it has a lot to do with uh, the chemical sales as well as spa sales both. Um, the, the only difference is in certain areas, people are seeing a slight increase in spa chemicals because people are using them more. Um, but we've seen the same the same result, and that that basically tells us we have to do more things that are different and creative to to keep going. Any thoughts you have on this, Megan? Um, yeah, it's. I mean, you know, I think everybody was pretty much rocking and rolling those first two months, and so I know it's pretty disappointing to start the year off so great and then have something like this fall in your lap. Um, it's it's just kind of mind boggling. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I think everyone's business is adapting to that. And, um, you know, one of the big questions I think we're going to come out of this is how strong do we come out of it? Um, and, and there's two types of strength. There's economic strength that we can't deal with. And then there's, uh, you know, at a local level, and then there's the strength of our organizations as we come out of it. And hopefully we can address some of those things that we can control and talk a little bit more about those. Um, so with that, I'll, uh, Gabby, I'll move on to the next uh, piece of this. Um, the, the next topic area we want to cover is virtual selling, and there's several different pieces of this. I'll bring them all up uh, rather quickly. The first is the tools, um, whether you're looking at, you know, computers, things like that. The next is preparation. If we're going to do video calls with customers, uh, one of the comments made to me from one of their, our customers doing video selling was they had to make sure everything looked better than it did prior to that. In other words, cleaner and less cluttered so the customer knew what they were looking at. Um, this picture kind of describes something that's very simple to look at and probably something that would be a good thing to show. 
the other thing that they focus again on was virtual training, uh, virtual selling training. Uh, how do you train your staff to do this effectively? Um, what a lot of people did was they were bu you know, going on a buddy system. So that was kind of the train each other by, tr by presenting to each other. Uh, and the last piece had to do with the pipeline. One of the key things about business that's coming in right now is being able to track it. So taking the pipeline that comes in the that used to come in the door now has to be done digitally, and people are trying to find new ways and new ways to help with that. Whether it's full blown blown CRM systems, or just shared spreadsheets, or what it is, or emails, um, any of those tracking systems that work for people. Um, so Megan, I don't know if you've got any key areas that jump out of you on this, but um, oh. I, I think we kind of talked about the things that I uh, wanted to focus on for this one as far as just making sure that you're trained and prepared and, and ready to go live. Um, I mean, I definitely had to clean up my office to be able to do this. So you'd want to think through the same thing for your for your spa store. Um, I, I just moved closer to the wall. That was <laughs> um, you know, I talked to a retailer the other day who they didn't have a, an e-commerce site and they got one up in five days, which, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's something that a lot of retailers kind of hemmed and hawed about whether or not it was something they wanted to add to their business. And, you know, suddenly it's of the utmost importance. Um, you know, even if you are, letting people call in their orders and come pick up their their chemicals um, you know a lot of people just want to be able to click through and do that as easy as possible and, and come and get them or have them shipped to their home right now you want to be the place that they're going to do that you don't want them suddenly looking to Amazon when they used to come into your store and so um, you know I five days is, is pretty impressive to get something up online I don't know yes. if very many people could accomplish that but if you don't have an e-commerce site that would be something that you would probably that would be a tool that you would definitely want to uh, have in your pocket right now yeah and I've seen the same thing with people on this tracking side um, asking us because we've been using CRM systems for years and anybody who wants help I you know we throw that out to anyone just send a note to info at clearcomfort.com. We'll be glad to share how we track our customers and, and really manage our relationships with customers um, through things like Salesforce and, and other tools. Um, but you don't have to go to full-blown tools like that to get the benefit of it. There's a lot of things you can do just on a small basis to be able to share information and track. Um, one of the pieces we do is we hold a very quick uh, what called a scrum meeting in the software world, which is a daily meeting just for the team to get together and talk about how things went today. Uh, we found that helps keep people connected, uh, identifies other areas of tools. And so we've done a lot of that self-improvement along the way too. And you know, we, we've, uh, we share that with folks all the time. Um, I think one of the things that we've done is to share information during this time is one of the key pieces that builds trust with our customers, hopefully, and, and, um, and I think for spa dealers is the same thing. The more information we can share, whether it's CDC information or other things, um, the more credible we appear and the more trustworthy we appear. With that, Gabby, do you want to run the next uh, poll, please? Yes. So our next poll question is, have you been able to get a hold of your customers? So now, oh, you guys are you guys are voting very quickly on this, <laughs> and uh, you know one of the things that you know talking about this, we we've noticed this different form. You know, Megan, you talked about before availability of customers. The the way we get a hold of them is different. Um, and and the responsiveness, oddly, of people on email and other uh, platforms has been higher. I don't know if you've seen the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have a friend who is an insurance salesman, and we were talking on Sunday, and he said that it's actually been pretty great for him because everybody's at home, and so people are actually answering their phones in the middle of the day, which they never would do for him before. So, um, 
yeah, so I mean, were it, insurance salesmen the first people to be socially distanced? Just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I mean, people are in some ways more available than they've than they've ever been. I mean, I have my kids home from school for the rest of the year, so in some ways that makes my life more hectic. Um, but I'm also looking at my phone a lot more because that's the way that I am getting work done these days. So you yeah. just never know. Yep. No, it's the same way. And Gabby, are we? Yep. Uh, like, people voted. So, what are the results? Here are the results. So, it looks like about two thirds of the folks feel like we've got, um, we're still able to get a hold of customers and connect with them. Uh, and the rest are somewhat. Um, and and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but my guess is to some degree this has to do with how much retail traffic drove your business before. Is there any thoughts on that, Megan? I'm, I mean, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're right about that. Um, I'm I'm curious. Um, that's I don't know if that's a poll that we have, but I'm curious how people have been getting a hold of customers. If they're, if it's um, email like we talked about, or if they're if it's phone calls or. Uh, social media. I'm, I'm curious what those avenues have been have, that have been the most effective for people um, because of all the reasons that we just discussed. So a couple people are commenting on the Q&A and I thought um, Jason uh, is saying our chemical sales are way up uh, in for New England spas. If you've got comments you'd like to add into this dialogue, please do. Uh, use the Q&A. It doesn't have to be a question. It could be a comment. And um, uh, <laughs> we have one person who said there's a lot of bosses on this call, so uh, I, I'm not I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it as it is. Um, but uh, now please feel free to use the Q&A also as a comment area. Okay, we'll keep going here and uh, talk a little bit about building comfort and trust. Um, and and uh, we've got this picture, which I don't know about everyone else. I'm a little tired of seeing. Yes. Um, <laughs> but there's several aspects to building comfort and trust. First one I want to talk about is the, the biggest thing I've noticed when I go into a store or to an environment is if the other person broaches the topic, I feel more comfortable. And, you know, that that's one of the pieces of building trust is to put the, the one thing we're all a little bit afraid of out in the open, um, you know, discussing what people are doing, demonstrating it for the customers, being able to talk about safety first and demonstrate that safety um, is key. And then the last piece that we've noticed on, on building trust is, Respecting people's points of view. Um, a lot of people have different points of view about this virus and about this, you know, stay-at-home orders or not stay-at-home orders. Um, we have to respect people's points of view, and I think that is something we've seen uh, over and over. Megan, I don't know your thoughts on this, but you probably see quite a bit of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the things that... Um... I mean, we kind of talked about it before about looking at the map to kind of gauge people's level of anxiety. And I think that goes into respect as well, just understanding where people are coming from and where their, their fears lie right now. Um, but there's, a, there's so many things that you can do to help them feel comfortable, not just with your company, but with hot tubs in general and things that you can offer and explain to them as far as um, what you guys are doing to keep your, your employees and your customers safe if they, if, you, if they still can come into your store, making sure you're taking all of those precautions, having that CDC um, statement handy about, about recreational water being safe as long as it's properly maintained. Um, some people may be a lot more interested in having professional draining cleans done of their tubs just to make sure that they're starting from scratch and that can be a great way for you guys to reach out. Um, and, yeah. you know, offering sanitizing system upgrades, um, making sure that people have clear instructions on how to take care of their water. Now's a great time to be reminding them of that. I think that just making sure that you are 
um, the source of information for all things, you know, about their hot tub to keep their families safe in the water and, um, and make sure that they have the opportunity to use their hot tub right now is, um, is just of the yeah. importance. Well, yeah, Steve, uh, I'll, I'll leave last names off in case people want to remain somewhat anonymous. Uh, he commented that, you know, breaking the ice with humor, uh, uh, his his comment was, uh, "How's your toilet supply paper or pa toilet paper supply doing?" Um, you know, it's kind of a fun way to say. Now, the, the only problem with that, Steve, is they might ask for a roll in addition, and we might not have it. But um, but I think that that is another way. And Steve also commented on the physical confirmation of safety measures, uh, making sure people wear masks, stay six feet apart. Um, I, I think that demonstrates again the respect that people have or or if they don't have it and they're not worried they're still going to respect the fact that you're doing it so thanks for sharing that steve uh sky is saying uh that web leads are way up most people want a cheap spa and we're communicating with customers via emails to get lists personal emails phone calls from salespeople. so it sounds like you're doing all those things you're seeing a lower price point come out of this and um um, the, uh, uh, and that was Amanda's intro. Steve said he wants credit due, uh, where it goes on the toilet paper comment. So <laughs> I'm not sure Amanda wanted the credit, but she got it. Um, no, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, uh, that everyone has seen this in a different way and, and people are, 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 have a different level of, um, a, a view on this, and, and that's something that, um, if you can incorporate that, I think that's one of the key pieces is to not be, you know, either you know thinking someone's too paranoid or not paranoid enough, or um, you know, it's kind of we have to put our own view aside a bit and, and listen to what our customers are doing. So I'll keep going from there. Um, the other piece of this that goes on is um, one of the key facets that we've had and questions we've had from people is, you know, what do you do about our staff? Because our staff are worried too. Um, and, and how do we protect and retain them? And a lot of that comes back to the training, I believe, is the more you train, the more you involve people in the discussion. And, you know, and so there's a few aspects here I'll, kind of put up on the screen um, that we can talk further about. And Megan, I'll kind of turn it over to you for your thoughts on any of these. Yeah, I think, I think clear communication with your staff has never been more important than right now and involving them in the process of what you of what you're thinking through and what you're doing to protect them and protect their business, protect your business and their business. Um, um, kind of we all want to be seen as an essential service right now. Um, and then for the states that the states and the townships that do let us continue operating, you just want to make sure that your employees feel comfortable with the measures that you're putting to keep them safe. I mean, you see things all the time about people who are working and have to still be working and going into the office and how some of them feel like they're just being taken advantage of and they don't feel like they should be there right now or that their employers aren't looking out for them. You're seeing that with, you know, like Amazon and fast food workers. And you definitely don't want to be in that boat. You want to make sure that your employees feel comfortable about coming into work and doing their jobs and that you care about their health and safety more than sales, which, you know, of course you do. But of course, you're also incredibly worried about your business. So you really have to find the balance. And I think that communication mm -hmm. and that empathy and making sure that you invest the time in hearing them and understanding them and training them, I think is going to make a huge difference in in keeping them comfortable and um, engaged in their job right now with everything that's going on, which is, is right. going to be an important thing. So one of the things that I think a lot of people are hearing about is the Small Business Administration uh, uh, pay, Paycheck Protection Program. And in a lot of what they're hearing, you know, I think there's a lot of misinformation. Um, we've had uh, lots of discussions. Uh, we've had um, some of our um, board members have friends who are lawyers who have misperceptions, lawyers making the wrong uh, 
uh, statements. And I, I think, you know, being able to communicate to, to your employees, here's what we're doing to protect your job. The Small Business Administration is helping us. This program will help, but it's it's it only goes so far. It does. It's not a forever program. It's you know, explaining to people the terms of that, so they understand that we all need to keep moving forward is key. Um, and and then the other piece that I've found is incredibly important is with the lack of physical connectivity with people that we have to spend more time on a verbal connectivity and we have to invest that time whether it's one to one or in small groups um, it's really key to to spend the time and to actually listen uh, to what people are dealing with um, and and how they're what challenges they're having are probably different now uh, than before um, I'll you know Steve Goldstein uh, sorry Steve I I outed your last name there didn't mean to do that um, uh, Big ticket leads are much more qualified than ever. This is something that, you know, you're finding that out because you're um, you're listening to your customers and you're listening probably to your employees too, um, and and looking for the silver linings like you talked about, um, and, and showing and demonstrating to people what's going on. Um, and then uh, Sky, you've commented on the fact that. Um, you're communicating daily with your team members. Uh, health and you know wellness is being the most important thing, and your customers are a part of that community and, and the greater community. And um, you know, only allowing one customer in at a time, proper distancing, wearing masks, all those things are critical. And I think your customers should appreciate that. Um, the other piece on long game here, I think we're all trying to figure out the long game. What is the long game here? Is it is the long game start in a month or does it start in six months? And um, we don't know, you know, if we knew that answer, we'd have a lot more, you know, a few million people on the webinar. We don't know that answer. We have, we know that, you know, we have to do the right thing now. And so I, I think one of the things that we try to put in perspective is the time factor for people. We're doing this now. We're doing this until evidence shows we have to do something different and try to guess as far in advance on that as possible, but uh, realize it is just a guess. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Thank you again for the comments, folks, on the, on the, um, on the Q&A panel. I thought I'd put this up because one of the things, you know, Megan, you and I talked about before we got into this was about people hitting on experience over features right now. And we see a lot of you know feature words like waterfalls, jets, and horsepower pumps and lights, things like that. But on the on the actual experience side, it's about easy, relaxed, simple, and fun, and that's what a hot tub should be. What are your thoughts on that? So this is something that, like you said, we you and I had a conversation about this um, well before any of this happened. Um, and it's one of the it's one of the most frustrating things I think that you still see in the spa industry is that we should we should not be selling based on the pump number of pumps or the number of jets and that should be what not what we're doing anyway but now more than ever it's important to stay away from that and to focus on like you said the experience and what is it about people that you know, why do people love their hot tub? Why do they need a hot tub? Why do they enjoy a hot tub? And then how can you fulfill that by making it, um, making the process safe, easy, um, all of those things. I mean, I think, I think I've already said this, but I just feel like tone is so important right now. Yeah. Um, you know, some messages that I've seen are, are things like um, creating a safe haven in your home. I think you know, those are the kinds of things that you need to be talking about. Maybe not uh, staycation. And again, that's going to kind of depend on your area. But I think you want to make sure that, you know, recognize that people are afraid and that this is not a vacation in any type of way being yeah. home right now with their family. Um, there's a lot more fear involved in it. And so really you want to focus on that idea of, of haven and togetherness and family and um, being safe together and and maybe not so much the uh, vacation or staycation aspect of it, but but definitely on that experience and staying away from yeah. 
pumps and jets and, and waterfalls and, and things that, that people don't yeah. typically care about anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, Sean commented the experience is number one. It absolutely is um, because I think when we focus on experience, we're focusing on how we connect with people um, and how they want to connect with with what they're purchasing from us. And, and that's something that, um, you know, the more we focus on that, the easier it is to talk to them because we're talking to them for as a human to human, not a, a talking spec sheet. And, you know, that that is one of the most important things uh, that we see happening right now. Um, you know, a lot of times when people call and they ask us about how something works or what our system does in this scenario, there are, you know, I think we're not unlike everyone else. While business is down, there's still a lot of people doing things. And so we're responding to that. And if we ask them at the end, okay, yes, it's for this many gallons a minute or whatever the spec is they they have a question about how are things going? You know, how are the, you know, are the pools that with clear comfort are working better? Are the spas working better? The people want to be able to share that experience. They don't want to talk about all the other pieces and, and then, um, and just to share along um, Steve's back with, you know, it's about critical mass, find out their hot buttons, why they're considering a spa now. Uh, and demo according to the answers to those questions, which is incredibly important. Listen to what they're worried about, listen to what they're interested in, and focus on that. Um, and then Sean, shine in again. This this is about the environment and bettering your environment, not just uh, and and that can be taken a lot of different ways. But whether it's the environment of their house, the environment of the spa store, the environment of in general, in the broader sense. Um, so I you know, appreciate those comments too. Uh, with that, I'm going to continue moving here. Um, thank you for uh, sharing those comments again. Um, we're, we're looking at how to maximize these are each opportunity. And I go through this as an example. This was not something I came up with, um, but someone referred to this to me as supply insurance. And this is because so many of our spas actually have to cross uh, the U.S.-Mexican border. Uh, many, many of them do. And when we're doing that, uh, people are worried, well, will that supply always be there? And so one of the people looked at it this way, and they said, they said, you know, if, oops, hopefully, there we go. Uh, they looked at, the, they can get to the same half million dollars of spa sales either way. You sell 40 at 12,500 or you sell 50 at 10,000. The difference is if I don't have the supply, I'm sure and I can make sure that I'm selling to the entire package that they're looking at this as the opportunity of each sale is more and more important. And so um, this idea of supply insurance uh, plays right into how you package and deliver the solution. And, um, and this is, this is something where each person now with lower foot traffic, with lower engagement, total numbers, we have to value each one even more. Um, the ways to do this, the ways they were doing this was they were bundling. Um, and they used the term sell down, not up. I didn't know what that meant until they explained it to me. But um, basically, if they bundled pieces into an offering and made it their own store's offering, they would then sell down from that. So what they were doing was they were saying, I will sell. Um, I, if somebody doesn't want a feature or, you know, going from this top model to the next model down, they could sell down and explain to them what they're, what they're leaving on the table by not buying into that. Uh, they said it was very hard to selling up uh, and upgrade people to a price if you don't start there. Um, and really talking about the solution, the benefit, because people are, you know, looking at, we had a comment earlier on, uh, Sky said again, is yes, we're, we're not lowering prices, supply is limited, demand is high. You're seeing the same thing. People have solutions and benefits they want, and if we can communicate that to them, we're going to do a better job for them. It's not just about maximizing revenue. It helps to do that, too but it really helps to give them the complete solution right now because 
I think people's tolerance for an incomplete solution is going to be not very high. So I don't know your thoughts on that, um, Megan. Um, yeah, I think you're I think you're absolutely right with that, and it seems to be from what the comments are that that's what people are seeing too. Um, you know, it's interesting about the supply and that being limited. Um, I mean, some factories are shut down. It may be hard to get new hot tubs right now. Um, so people are selling off of their floors, selling off the inventory that they have. But I think that's, um, I think that's smart. And I think that's key is to uh, not lower your prices if you can and, and maintain that value and talk about, again, the experience and why you need these extra features and start start at that top that top point instead of start at the bottom and work your way up. Yeah, that's a good point. And Steve also mentioned that you know, their advertising message now more than ever, people are spending time with family. Vacations are postponed or canceled. With financing, they can have a staycation or safe haven with little or no out-of-pocket expenditure and enjoy family time while sheltered in place. Yeah, we have a um, vacation booked in July that I'm wondering if we're even going to be able to go on that so you know <laughs> i think a lot of people are in the same boat it's like do we yeah. do we hang on to this vacation and, and keep these reservations and hope that maybe we can go or do we just you know cut our losses now right my wife and i same thing we had a vacation plan for beginning of june we know that got canceled those flights got canceled already and um mm -hmm. that put money back in our pocket quite frankly to uh um, now spend trying to build small walls in our house to fence us all up. <laughs> um, but we're, we're, you know, we're looking at the same thing. And I think Steve's comment, um, you know, Sky uh, mentioned that their showrooms are being viewed as warehouses. The website is the virtual showroom. And, and that is really an, an interesting view. It's, uh, thank you for sharing that. That's, you know, the, the fact that you can't get the foot traffic in that showroom now is making it, to be a warehouse. Um, I would encourage you to also think about, can you turn it into a virtual selling studio? Um, I think, um, you know, it's a good time to be able to do that and, and that might help in the end. Um, and then Steve sharing that silver lining with uh, the, the payment protection program, we can self inventory and spruce up our facilities to get ready for the uptick. We have to stay positive, it's a choice. Do all know negative or look uh, for the positive. 100% agree with that. Um, you know, that's what we're trying to do. I think, I think I look at this time frame right now for our team and for our company as some a time to become better. Uh, to Steve's point, this is the time we can improve our position, improve ourselves, and improve the way we we manage and and relate to customers whether it's our customers or we help them relate to theirs. So I 100% agree with that, that this is a time where you can either look at it as a negative piece or a way to address some of the things that may have stopped you from growing before. Yeah, I think that's a good um, lead into our next poll question. Okay. And we'll launch that now. The question is, have you applied for the payment protection program from the SBA? So we'll give you a few seconds to do that. You know, I, I, uh, um, but you know, we've had these discussions as well with pool builders, and quite frankly, the pool builder market. Some of you may be builders. You'll know this is a lot more uncertainty in the builder space right now because they don't know whether they can build, whether people will buy new builds, uh, things like that. And um, you know, I think one of the things the spa industry understands very well is. You need to take advantage of the time and the moment you have now. Spa dealers in general are much more um, digitally savvy because they have to be in a retail organization. So we've seen them, they're, they're better at that. Um, so uh, quickly uh, ending the, did you, uh, did we end the poll yet? Go ahead, yep, Gabby, if you want. And share it. Um, so it looks like about, uh, half the people either want to or have applied. Um, I can give you some firsthand advice on this. I've 
uh, we've been doing it for our business. Um, uh, it almost everyone that I know in this business, this applies to them. So I would highly encourage you if you've got questions, uh, you can feel free to send me a note at Steve at clearcomfort.com is my email address. I'll be glad to share any information I can and send you some links. Uh, but this sba.gov forward slash disaster will get you there or just sba.gov will get you there and it should be a COVID page. Um, it's very accessible funds and it's something that is completely forgiven. Uh, so at a very high level, I would, uh, I would, uh, tell you, I'd be glad to, to clear, clear up any confusion. Um, Steve shares uh, it's extremely confusing because of mixed messages uh, between the Senate guidelines, the SBA guidelines handed to the banks and what experts have said. Uh, and here's how it works. Banks submit to the SBA, treasurer allocates funds, SBA gives approval to the bank, bank has docs prepared within 24 hours, and the loan has five days to fund for approval, loan is funded. That's the day of origination. As of today, you have eight weeks exactly to use 75% of uh, the loans for payroll, and that's what is 100% forgiven. Um, so you can use 25% uh, if used on certain expenses, and uh, those include, I, I know what those include, they include uh, rent, they include uh, some interest expense, and they include uh, obviously healthcare as part of your payroll expense. Um, there's one or two other categories too. Um, Megan, do you have any? Well, I'm just curious, Steve, have you, um, have you talked to anyone who has actually received any of the funding from the, from that program yet? I, I've talked to people who are slated to return to receive the funding. Okay. Um, so the, it really depends on the lending institution. What Steve said is correctly right yeah. on this. It's very much depends on your lending institution. If you're dealing with a small local bank, in a way it's easier, but they'll do a paper filing on that. Um, it, it, because it's paper, it's easier for them to get it in. The question is how long it takes them to process that. Um, Steve says he will be approved today, and that means funded very quickly. So congratulations on that. Uh, it is a bit confusing, and I would say it's been confusing because of the time frame. There, up until about three days ago, it was not very well known as to what the forms were. Really, last Saturday is when they finalized the forms. Um, there's all sorts of differences between each bank. Um, so we, we, we have lots of uh, uh, companies that are related to some of our investors, and that's where we've gotten a lot of our information. What we found is the biggest difference is bank to bank and how they're dealing with it. And so just be prepared for that. You need your bank. I'll just state that very few banks are taking loans and processing them for anyone who's not a customer already. So if you don't have that, I would, I would highly recommend you talk to your banker. Um, there's, there's some uh, language that is out there that will have to be defined over time. Uh, when you run a program this fast and this quick, there's going to be things that get defined after the fact. The biggest thing to note is what was already stated um, in Steve's comment. It's two and a half times your payroll, um, in, in, um, and it's, it, that is what determines how much you get, and then you have to spend at least 75% of that still on payroll, and the rest can be, uh, thanks Steve, uh, he, kind of, he wrote them all down. It's rent, commercial mortgage, expenses, company-sponsored health premiums, um, and utilities. The utilities is the one I forgot. Um, and, and they can comprise the other 25%. So it doesn't mean you have to run at your prior level. You have to run about 75% of that. All of that is 100% forgiven. I would highly, highly advise you, though, you have to proactively ask for forgiveness. Mm. You do not automatically give forgiveness. So um, how that process happens, I have no idea yet. Um, but you have to proactively ask for it. And the lending institutions should tell you that, but if they haven't done it in the flurry of activity they've had, 
I would ask them what the process is to do that. Um, it, you know, as time goes on, you'll have till I believe um, a year from the date of origination. Um, but um, we, I, I would not take that as gospel that I would pay close attention to when you have to ask for forgiveness on that. And if somebody knows, please put that on the Q and a, but thanks for that. Uh, that was a good question. And then uh, Gabby, we have one more poll question before we yes. wrap up. I'll launch that now. Okay. Our last poll question is what are your top concerns in regards to COVID-19? Um, a potential recession, maintaining sales, productivity while working remotely, not having work for staff, not having, or excuse me, having too much work for staff, supply chain challenges or other. All right, we'll give you some time on that. And um, if anyone else has comments on this, feel free to use the Q&A as well to explain what your thinking is on that. We appreciate all these comments. Um, before we get too too close to finish here. I just want to thank everyone's participation. We're trying to make these conversational. Um, uh, I'll, I'll state the anti-commercial message, which is we're not here to talk about Clear Comfort products. We would be glad to do that with you, but that is not what this is about. Um, and you know, we appreciate um, um, you know the 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 people's participation in this to share information. It's really helpful for all of us, and you know we learn, you know, from everyone here as well. So, um, you know, it helps our business. So, thank you. And if I can add to that, Steve, um, we have started a Facebook group on our Spa Retailer Facebook page for retailers to kind of talk about what they're doing right now. Um, you know, hopefully to share information and encourage each other. And um, so, so yeah, so these conversations are great. Uh, if you want to, if you want to move some of them after this is over to that space, that would be, that would be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then um, uh, Steve clarified, yes, I did mean that it's two and a half times payroll and company sponsored medical benefits for the PPP program can be used. Um, it, it is basically um, gross employer cost of payroll, including health care and um, other benefits actually apply to that as well. So um, there are, if you do any sort of 401k, the company incurred parts of those are added to that. Um, and for gears to take place after you use the funds, that that's correct, and uh, other ex uh, in accepted expenditures. And then uh, June 31st is the last day to apply. I would tell you, the, the, I agree with Steve, the funds will be gone by then. So, um, uh, you know, I, I think we have this opportunity to use this PPP program. Um, Gabby, you can end the poll if you want. Um, as as a way to make ourselves better and in a way to improve our recovery time, you know, coming out of recovery, how fast we recover. For those of you who have been through 2008, you realize that the companies that did the best are the ones that came out the fastest and um, maintaining sales obviously uh, was the number one concern uh, shortly by supply chain uh, challenges and um, uh, potential recession. Those are all, um, somewhat related, although the supply chain is very different. I think um, hopefully we can avert the supply chain challenges. I know us as a manufacturer, we're on top of that all the time. Sean uh, states he's, uh, I don't know if it's a he or she, sorry, um, ready to get back out there and help people get into the hot water. And I think people are ready to get into hot water right now. Um, they're, they're in need of it. Um, it's good for our psyche. <laughs> it's good for our social psyche. And, uh, uh, and so, you know, we've got people uh, all the time. I think we are absolutely ready to, to get back in the water here. And, you know, I I'm, uh, appreciate uh, all the things you guys do to help people with that. 
Um, and Steve clarified, not federal payments are forgiven. Um, this is one of the confusing points, by the way, that's gone back and forth. Um, uh, the, the federal tax payment is not forgiven. The one thing to note about this loan, if it's not forgiven, it rolls into a two-year 1% interest loan. So even if you don't get things forgiven out of it, it becomes a valuable um, low-cost loan with really no collateralization still. So, And um, those... Stephen, uh, uh, different Stephen, states uh, that those answers will be skewed by retail versus manufacturer. Um, we 100% agree with that. If you ask manufacturers this, their their number one concern is sales, then supply chain. Uh, we can't predict recessions, so uh, it's hard for us. But um, with that. I know we're coming up on time. Megan, I just want to thank you for um, being part of this and making the conversation. I think it's been uh, much more interesting than just hearing myself talk for 30 minutes, but uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on and thanks for everyone who came. Um, you know, I just hope everyone stays encouraged and stays positive and, you know, hangs in there. Absolutely, and healthy too. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> most importantly, right? Stay, stay healthy. Um, this is a serious thing. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. And we look forward to uh, continuing more conversations like this. The Spa Retailer Podcast is produced by Spa Retailer Magazine. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SpaRetailer.com, and the Spa Retailer app. Please leave us a review and let us know what you think or email us at podcast at spa retailer .com.